in five, four, three. Hey, everybody. This is Danielle. Oh, and this is Daniel. <laughs> and this is Carla. We are Hoosier Homicide, a true crime podcast by Hoosiers for Hoosiers or for anyone that doesn't know what a Hoosier is. You should have got, you should have got chips and salsa. That's well, what I said. She did. She did tell me, but it was too late. I was already checking out. Because at least then we're ingesting some vegetables, which is good. Cheese is a vegetable, right? No. No. Got Cheese it. is a fat. It's a delicious fat. All that crunching. Thank you. <laughs> no, they pay girls, pretty girls, to, like sit on YouTube and like eat stuff. I know. Weird. ASMR. I can't handle it. Uh, it makes my spine hurt. I hate out. it. People get like turned on Ooh. by that shit. Yeah. I, there's some fucked up porn out there, guys. Yeah. ASMR done, being the done. worst of it. I am going to uh, start my own ASMR porn <laughs> channel where I get up to a microphone and I'll fart into it. <laughs> somebody would like it, I'm sure. There's somebody. What is it? It was United States of Terra, where she had multiple personalities, mm-hmm. but her daughter was doing, like, dressed up as a some type of character and would sit on cakes or sit on balloons. Yeah, Captain with... Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel. Marvel yeah. <laughs> uh, she... Brie, Lar- Brie, Brie Larson. Larson, Larson yeah. or Lawson? I don't know. She would sit on a stool and, like, mush stuff for <laughs> porn, and, they would... and then she started to feel kind of cheap about herself, I think. <laughs> Yeah, well. I was like, she's not cheap. Um, Nothing about her is cheap now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How was Vegas? It was fun. It's always a good time. Ate a lot of good food. Did you win any money? I did. I won like $300, actually. Then did you turn around and spend it? No, I was. I won back what I had gambled. Okay, it's usually breaking. I don't. Even. It was hard to tell because I took like $300 out of the ATM and I gambled some with it and I also like bought food. food. With, so it's kind of Did hard you come to home with money? I think I broke even. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than losing. Because I took 300 out of the ATM and then I won $300 later. So it's like, you Okay. Know. Yeah, I take that. Yeah, it was good. Black 29. That's your go-to? That was what I won on. Okay, well, now from now on, it's your go-to. I was sitting there with like, and I was like, what if I just put all my chips on black 29? And I almost did. But instead, I was like, I'll just put some around it too. Okay, just in case. And then it hit. And you're like, <laughs> ah! Never forgive myself. I know. If I had just pushed it on there, I would have won like $900. Aww. If you had just gotten and emptied your bank account, put everything on it. I know. Think of where you'd be right now. Thousands. Wow. Tens of thousands of dollars. People do it. I was watching some crazy They're professionals, people. yeah. I, this guy, he was like, I don't remember how much I put down. And Bailey was like, you're close to like $5,000. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I met this guy on the street, and he, I forget how we were talking. Oh, he was like, I used to be in the the NBA. He looked very bad. (laughs) (laughs) He looked very bad. (laughs) Then he gave me a hug, though, because we were from Indiana, and he's a Celtics fan. So he gave me a hug because of that. Larry Bird. Larry Bird and Brad Stevens, he told me. And he used to be in the NBA. That's what he said. He was pretty damn tall, but I was like, you look homeless now. (laughs) Did you get his name? No, I forget. Looks like he like retired and then like immediately went to Vegas and became homeless. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what that was the story that I made up in my mind. Was he actually homeless? He looked pretty dirty, that's all I have to oh, say. Okay. It's it's really hard to to gauge, but He was hoping you'd say you played in the NBA. Let's go back to my hotel room. Oh baby, oh baby. No. No. <laughs> 
I was like, that's nice. <laughs> Have a great life. He went, man, I don't think she bought it. He was he was old. Woo-hoo. Happy birthday to me. I pulled some gray hairs out of my head the other day. <laughs> At least it wasn't out of somewhere else. I know. That's what I was thinking. Gray hairs Whoa. out of. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Just at the top of my head. Pull a couple out. It's okay. I save them for Daniel when I'm gone. Except <laughs> <laughs> he can't go and cash those in later. No, no. <laughs> oh, yes. I pulled them with my teeth. <laughs> no. You make about the same sound. Anything else? No. I don't think so. I'm trying to think Been if pretty I boring. had anything. We had barbed. Everything over. I had that uh, I could talk about, I really can't talk about on here. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I dressed as a cow on Halloween. Yes, you did. Yes, I did. But you didn't win? What was it you were trying to win? I had like gift cards and shit. And they didn't even give the cow people any gift cards? No. Okay. Two people dressed up as Robin Big. It was like very accurate. So they won. So they won. Ugh. And then somebody dressed up as Jesus and he won. What? Well, they have to. You by the, you have to let Jesus win. No, it's my boss karma. is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> my boss is Jewish. It See, was- you would think, for God's sakes, it is the 21st century. You can't do anything like that. Well, well they- it wasn't like it was. He won the best resemblance because oh, okay. he actually looks like Jesus. Wonder what would have happened if someone would have dra- walked in dressed as Gandhi or the Prophet Muhammad. You can't dress like Muhammad. Is it Muhammad? You can't, right? Is that the one? You can't replicate its image or likeness. And South Park almost did, and they got in big trouble. Huh? Huh? It's not that they got. It's not that you'll get in trouble. It is that people will literally try to kill you. Yeah, that's trouble in my book. T r o u b l e trouble. <laughs> oh, poor Boris is here. We moved all the furniture around, and I think it's confusing him. He'll be fine. Daniel put up the Christmas tree already. Next year, we're implementing a new no. rule that the Christmas no. tree cannot go up until after Daniel's birthday. Nope. Nope. Nah. Nope. Nope. Yeah. What did I tell? What did I tell your mom? I don't know. Right, right before I came over here, I said, when she'll only believe in Santa Claus for so long, until and I'm going gonna, to enjoy He's going to milk moment. every minute of it. Because your mom tried to when, say she won't remember after next year or something, and I was like, what? No, she said she doesn't think she'll believe after next year, and I'm like, why? Um, I've believed I for a long time. I must yeah. have been like nine. Yeah, and I didn't ruin that for you. You're welcome. Yeah, I did. Ah, oh, bitch. <laughs> you should Boris, probably go take that away. out. I will. Boris, go away. <laughs> she was like, you still believe it, Thana? No. What do you mean? What do you mean? Let's get going. Okay. Get it, get it started. Yep, we're going to start it. Pop it and lock it. Is that what it is? What no. do the kids say nowadays? Not, not that. <laughs> I'm they old, say I'm that's old. dank. That's dank, yo. That's just... They say that womps. That's fried, man. <laughs> Recess. That womps. Okay, this all came from BuzzFeed. All of it. Wow. But I did try to like condense it some down because it was extra long and took out parts that I felt didn't need it. It's called Down the Rabbit Hole I Go. BuzzFeed authors Joseph Berenstain Bears and Davey <laughs> Alba. That's we weird. We had a Berenstain in our in a Patreon episode. It was a Berenstain, remember? Daniel was there, but he doesn't remember. I was there. I don't know. You'd have to give me more than that. It was the Green Widow one. Yeah, you asked the other day, hey, did we remember that was the one you asked me the other day? You go, hey, do you remember when we did this? I'm like, no. Because no. I thought I couldn't find the episode file. And I was like, wait, did we even do, do we even record this? 
It's like, I don't remember. That's worse than not remembering the topic. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that is. I really was confused if I had in my mind thought we recorded. That's weird because I went to eat at this But restaurant. I'm the asshole for not, at the end, being the one to not remember. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't remember first. <laughs> you should have told me in the first place. That was our daughter's comeback when she got in trouble. <laughs> you weren't there yet. We talked about it last week. Oh, you yeah. should have told me in the first place. Well, uh, I went to this restaurant in Vegas called Egg Slut. Uh, but the whole theme was... Um, Egg Slut. Just it sounds... was a good kind of slut. Oh, yeah, okay. It was called Egg Slut. It was good. Um, but the whole theme was like Alice in Wonderland. Aww. And they literally had a giant neon sign that said down and the sluts. rabbit hole. That's our connection. There you go. Uh, and sluts. And when I used to work at Magic Kingdom, the place that I would emerge from the underground was oh, called yeah. the rabbit hole. One of the tunnels. No, it was just an exit. Okay. It was not one of the tunnels. But those do exist. Yes. Yes, can confirm. They're technically not tunnels because they're above ground. So they are utilidors. You're a utilidor. <laughs> do they have an underground? No, it's not underground because it's... Above ground. It's above ground. Okay, so all those tunnels, they do not have tunnels underneath. It, they're technically tunnels, but they're called utilidors because they're no, not... No, by tunnels, I mean... Uh, that's what I'm asking. There is not an actual tunnel system. I don't know what you're asking. Tunnels would be a, le a legitimate, like what you're trying to say, a legitimate tunnel underground. There's so you can move from one end of the park to the other being underground. Those exist, but they're built, they were built on top of the ground. They didn't like dig underneath. So they're calling them utilidors. Right. So they're, they're on top. They're not an actual tunnel. You'll have to point tunnel. them. No. That's why they don't call them that. Right. So that's why I didn't call it that. Right. I called it that. Central State. Tunnels. But you have to walk up like three flights of stairs to get oh. to where you're going. Oh. Well, maybe only, yeah, maybe only like two. But my little door that I would come out of was called the rabbit hole. Oh, that's cute. Because it was right by the teacups. So wait a second. If you were above ground, why did you have to walk three flights of stairs up? Because they built Magic Kingdom literally on top of it. I'm so confused. They made these corridors called utilidors, and then they built Magic Kingdom on top of it. So you go underneath Magic Kingdom. Yes. So it's underground. So you're explaining things to me exactly what your sister does to yes. me. And then you and make then fun of her. And she makes fun of me, yeah. <laughs> and she Well, I don't understand how time. that's wrong. They didn't go, they don't go underground. But it feels like underground. Okay. Something's built over it. If something is built. <laughs> so Magic Kingdom has a basement. Yes. Okay. 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 There, there we go. It has a basement full of tunnels. And Which all is kinds underground. Of creepy. But they're things. technically not tunnels, even though they are technically underground. They're under the ground that Magic Kingdom is on. <laughs> it's so wrong. Yes, no, it's not. That's why they literally don't call them tunnels. They call them utilidors. It just sounds fancy. And they literally tell you, don't call them tunnels. Because it sounds bad. Because I think of mental hospitals. No one thought that. That's just you. Please help me. Read. Okay. <laughs> so many strange things float in the Pasig River. I'm not saying it right. P-A-S-I-G. Pussy. Pasig River, the first I would, thing. I would say Pasig. Located in the Philippines. That's why I cannot pronounce it. It will not happen. The 15-mile-long waterway that connects Laguna de Bay to Manila Bay is so polluted, ecologists in the 1990s declared it biologically dead, unable to support marine life. At times, and in places, blankets of waste thick enough to stand on cover the river. So you can stand on the pollution, which sounds so gross. Just like you can stand on the, <laughs> on the tunnels. You can stand over They're the not tunnels! It's a basement. It's a basement. It's a basement. Have you never seen a basement before? God. <laughs> but 
The big box bobbing in the water early in the morning of December 23rd, 2018 wasn't trash. It was still dark as two police officers and a teenager reeled you the package. trash. You garbage. No. It gets sad quick. Reeled the oh. package in from the river. It was long and heavy. As the sun rose, forensic officers arrived to examine its contents. Covered in shattered glass and wrapped in plas- black plastic, held in place with duct tape, was the unmistakable shape of a body. Oh. Police peeled back the tape to reveal a young, petite, white woman. She was naked and her hair was dyed a reddish blonde color. Police had been tipped off by a ride hail driver. So I think that's like an Uber type thing is what it sounds like. He'd grown suspicious after two customers had struggled to load a large box into his trunk at 2 a.m. There's nothing suspicious about that. Then asked him to stop by the river on their way to another destination. I think he said, we got to go to the dump. But instead they were like, oh, just pull over here. We'll just dump this box of garbage here. He was like, why not just go to the dump then? Claiming it was only garbage, they dumped the package into the water. After discovering the body, investigators headed to the place where the cab had picked up the passengers. Avita Towers, glistening high-rise condos. It was the residence of one of the two ride-hail customers, an American named Troy Woody Jr. What'd you look at me for? Just, just wondering. <laughs> I'm, I'm your Woody and you're my buzz. Mm, that's <laughs> cute. <Yeah. laughs> to infinity. <laughs> the cops discovered his apartment in disarray the bed was broken and shards of wood littered the floor neighbors pointed investigators to another condo complex this one a 10 minute walk from the american embassy in downtown manila there police found two disheveled young men troy and the other passenger mir islam i think i'm saying mir right it's m-i-r yeah mir that's mir, but i think mir, mir would probably it sounds better yeah, yeah. Also an American citizen, they arrested the pair just after noon in connection with the killing of Tommy Masters. Tommy is a girl. It's T-O-M-I. So every time I say Tommy, I'm talking about a girl. I'm not talking about a guy. Okay. The girl that, the body that they found. Troy's 23-year-old girlfriend, Tommy Masters. In a jailhouse interview with BuzzFeed News, he offered a ridiculously vague story. He said that he was at the mall when his girlfriend was killed though it was unclear how he knew when she had been killed. Like, I just knew I was at the mall. I live there now. Hey, what were you doing? I was at the mall the whole time. I was shopping. I was there. I can't go back to jail. (laughs) (laughs) I carried the box with one other person, he said. I did not know what was in the box. All I know is I loaded a box into the back of an SUV. He didn't ask the other person where the box came from. He didn't ask questions about the suspicious weight of the box. Because, as he said... I don't know what a body feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's my excuse from now on. I mean, I guess. When asked who killed Tommy, Troy said he didn't know, but added it would be the other person that was carrying the box. The other person was Mir Islam. So he's saying my friend did it. Absolutely. Blame the blame the obvious not white guy in the situation. Yep, that's what they're doing. A 24-year-old Mir also looked unwashed and with a slacker stoop, which I don't really know what that is. That's just that's just being judgmental. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> but whatever. The day before, Mir explained to BuzzFeed News, Troy, his friend of 13 years, had asked for help moving after Tommy had left suddenly for Amsterdam. So Mir accompanied him to a furniture store to buy a large box that Troy said he needed. Then they headed to the Avita Towers. Once they arrived, Mir said Troy asked him to wait outside while he finished packing because it was a small apartment. 
They wouldn't both fit in while he packed. Okay. That's really small. When he came back inside after two and a half hours of looking at his phone, the box had been packaged up. Troy told him the box was full of garbage and they had to take it to a dump. Until the police arrested me, he said in a faint Bangladesh accent, I thought I was only moving all this stuff. So they're both blaming each other. Mm. But Mir didn't explain why they threw it in the river instead of the dump. Nor did he explain why he was so confident that the police would only find one set of fingerprints on the duct tape. However, he said, Troy had confessed in their shared cell to choking Tommy to death during sex. That's why he the bed was broken. Each man blamed the other for murder. But strangely, police also heard chatter and frequent laughter coming from their cells. So they're not sorry. Whatever it is, they're not sorry. Mir Islam and Troy Woody each had prior encounters with law enforcement. Mir had served years in prison in the United States after pleading guilty to federal charges, including identity theft, computer fraud, and interstate transmission of threats. He did so while part of UG Nazi. Literally the letters U and G and then the word Nazi after it. Short for Underground Nazi Hacktivist Group. It wasn't underground, though. It was no. technically above ground. <laughs> it was yeah. a the door hacked. <laughs> Nazi <Yep>. act. <laughs> it still works. Yeah. We're going to say it's a utilidor Nazi activist group. The group had nothing. They work, out of, they work out of Disney. No, they work out of Universal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The enemy. Uh, did you ever have anyone ask you, like, where the Harry Potter How world? do I get to Harry Potter world? Um, you're not in the right place. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. I don't know how to tell really? you. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody like, did. where's the Harry Potter stuff? Um, well, that's at Universal. Okay, um, which, can we take the monorail there? And I was like, no. No. You should have said yes and let him on a wild goose chase. I couldn't. I couldn't. Then <laughs> you have to be like, okay, so there's Disney World. It's like four different things. And then Universal is a separate thing. And they have like two things in there. Mm-hmm. The roller coasters are wild there. You can't take Fun anything on the roller coasters. You got to bag it up in a locker each time Fun as hell. so you don't kill anyone with the pennies in your pocket yep so this group had nothing to do with nazis or nazism just not just decided to use the word it became wi- widely known in the early 2010s for swatting which i don't know what that is but i'm assuming it's stealing you didn't even look it up no but it kind of explained it i guess stealing th- it up? Stealing stuff, like collecting your inf- other people's information illegally online. Yeah. Stealing thousands of credit cards and publishing the personal information of no, dozens okay. of- it's the action or practice of making a prank call to oh. emergency services in an attempt to bring about the dispatch of a large number of armed police officers to a particular address. Okay, he, he does do that then. Oh, okay. okay. Wow, thanks, Carla. Stealing thousands of credit card numbers and publishing the personal information of dozens of famous Americans from Donald Trump to Jay-Z. Those are, uh, that's a very, uh, you're wanting to cover everybody on that one. (laughs) Yeah, that's a wide array. (laughs) We cover all our bases here. They were not, for the most part, elite coders, but they were remarkably good at social engineering using trickery and deceit to gain access to systems and information. Troy was a core member of the same group, but had escaped prosecution because he was a minor at the time. So how had the two hackers who for years had hidden their homes behind anonymity of the internet end up here in jail in a country halfway across the world accused of a brutal crime? Because usually those people don't like to leave their houses, Bath right? Bath salts. <laughs> That's my guess. I keep picturing go. the guy from South Park for World of Warcraft. He's just like this, clicking back, clicking back on the dog. Uh, <laughs> That's all he did. He's like m- murdering he's like all the, their well, characters. He's like the Unabomber. Yeah. He was very private. 
And how had Tommy Masters, by all accounts, a sweet stoner and aspiring business owner from rural Indiana, become part of this sordid world? Tommy- Bath salts. <laughs> Tommy was going on a date with Mac Miller, the rapper. Do you know of this guy? Yeah, R.I.P. I know. I'll Sad. Mac Miller. Oh. I'll mention Sad that. as hell. Yeah. This is before he died. The rapper was Tommy Masters' favorite musician and somehow, for some reason, had been Snapchatting with her. Hmm. That's what Tommy told her co-workers at American Original Collective, a medical marijuana dispensary outside of Lancaster, California. So she got the fuck out of in rural Indiana. She had snaps to prove it from an account that seemed to her boss, Sean DeGroff, to be official. Tommy sent the account pictures of herself and she received messages in return calling her beautiful. The two had even set up a date to meet. Sean was skeptical. What would Mac Miller want with a bud tender from Lancaster? Also from Indiana. Plus, Mac, who or whoever was claiming to be him, never sent pictures with his face Come in Come on. Yeah, from the day he first met Tommy four years ago, she had surprised him again and again with her ambition. Unlike a lot of people trying to break into the cannabis industry, she didn't just want to be around weed. Tommy was completely reliable, and more than that, she was driven. She told Sean, as she had told her family, in tiny Modoc, Indiana. No. Yeah, look it up, man. <laughs> I need to know where this is at. How do you spell it? M-O-D-O-C. I want to see what these people all look like. Okay, go on. What's the last name? Tommy Masters, T O M I. Um, you're looking Masters. Mm-hmm. It's in a weird spot. Yeah, north, south, like it's uh, well, it's east of us, um, like northeast of northeast. us, but south east of Muncie. Okay, so in between, close here to the border, Muncie. but I mean, the places around it are like Newcastle and Richmond. Like, okay, not really even the Hagerstown. Pot- oh, I peed in Hagerstown the other day. What? Yeah. Yeah. Did you that Hagerstown? Yeah. What were you doing over there? I was driving home. I had to pee. Oh, okay. Hmm, that's odd. Population? Any guesses? Four. Hundred. Hundred and ninety-six. Oh, no. That's Lord. why she Ooh, left. I win because we're playing Price is Right rules. Damn it. <laughs> she said she'd known forever that she wanted to work in the pot business. She was always a As ball- a young girl. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> in rural Indiana, I'd be like, I need some fucking pot to deal with you hillbillies. I don't blame her. She was always a ball of fire, her father, Sean Masters, said. So we have a Sean as a boss and Sean, her dad. And there's a lot of T names, too. I took out one person who wasn't as relevant to the story. That was another T name. So Well, poor Timothy. <laughs> I think it might have been that. I don't know. <laughs> she was good-spirited, but if you crossed her, she had a real ornery side. Customers came to the shop in the throes of chemotherapy or in the end stages of cancer, and Tommy would listen patiently to their stories and try to find them a strand of marijuana well-suited to their specific pain. She never stopped giving, said Sean. She was such a powerful, energetic, and positive person. A few months after a breakup, Tommy said she was going to meet Mac Miller. Of course, it wasn't Mac Miller who showed up at the Dave and Buster's in Hollywood. We're getting a Dave. I don't and think Dave. I don't. I don't think okay. Mac Miller could just show up to a Dave and Buster's anyway. Like. No. <laughs> <laughs> if Mac Miller suggests Dave and Buster's, I'm yes, not going to question. You know. It. Yes, I have. I have been getting nude Snapchats from Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. What? Yes, and she is going to meet me at the Planet Hollywood. <laughs> Down. Oh wait, that's gone. That's gone. So yeah, that's exactly where she's going <laughs> to meet you for sure. 
She's going to meet me at a Chuck E. Cheese in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> I believe it, too. I believe it. She won't show her face, no. so I don't sell her pictures to the paparazzi. I thought you guys but if you it. compare butthole pictures, oh. it's uncanny. Uncanny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Same brown hue. No. Oh, stop. Oh. We're getting a David Buster's in the JCPenney home store. I fucking love David Buster's. I've never been to one. You think, you think I'm crazy in Vegas? You see me, you see me at David Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, it was an excruciatingly shy young man who introduced himself as TJ, a.k.a. Troy Woody. And he wasn't alone. Why would you go to a date alone? Troy was so insecure that he had asked a friend named Eric Taylor to come along to help manage the awkwardness of the situation because he had essentially catfished his date. Daniel tried to catfish me. It did not work. It did not work. <laughs> <laughs> Eric was 6'7", an ex-hacker who would have towered over the 4'11 Tommy Masters. So I don't know what that has to do with the story, but that she's tiny. And this other dude who went with her... Mac Miller non-guy to meet her. But she didn't run screaming. Instead, she seemed intrigued. Tommy told Sean after that TJ claimed to run Mac Miller's Snapchat. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that oh. makes perfectly He's not, good sense. He wasn't capable of running it himself. So, you know, <laughs> it's really complicated. And that that really what been, has been my penis I've been sending you. And you you said it looked nice. Yeah, he didn't mind. You, you said that, that yourself. That. So it it was mine. It wasn't his. I have a few of his, but I sent you mine. Wiener, 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 wiener. He also claimed to be a hacker for the government. Oh, it's getting thicker. Me too. Mm -hmm. It's unclear whether Troy actually gained access to the actual Snapchat account of Mac Miller, who died in September of 2018 at the age of 26 from an accidental drug overdose, fentanyl cocaine and ethanol and also i did watch him ride um test track in disney World. oh you did him and ariana grande sat in the back of the two rows the end the end that's as close as you got yeah i was right there right there saw reese witherspoon yeah oh yeah also that guy from modern family she's a she's tiny she uh, reese witherspoon's a nasty individual she was nice to me well of course she was nice to you well, I'm just saying she's not. Gonna, she's, what? she's there. She's there as a guest to Disney. I'm sure she had security and she they was gave a her guest space and da 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 da. Exactly. She wasn't going to be rude to the guest. You're right. Okay. On that account, okay. okay. She is a, a small individual. Though. Well, I I think celebrities in your head they're always taller than you or something, and then when you they're see all them, small. Yeah, they're all very small. Then when you get one that's really big, it's really shocking. Like yeah. John Krasinski? He's tall. Oh, he's tall. He's Obviously, so tall. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson is huge. We watched the first episode of don't die, don't. New Jack Ryan. It's just good. It's good. It's good. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So, folks, don't do fentanyl in particular. It's like 10 billion times stronger than- Long, and then mix it with Coke. Yeah. Ugh. Uppers and downers. Dude. Yeah. It's stronger, 10 billion times stronger than morphine. So Isn't that what- Killed Michael Jackson? Probably. Who knows no, what else? That no, was that was propofol. That's uh, an induction agent. They give you that before they give you like yeah, anesthesia. Yeah, mom had that before she got her colonoscopy. Yeah, it's like not put, it doesn't put you out all the way, but you know, you're definitely fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's like a milk color too. Uh, the, no, propofol is an anesthetic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they use it. They use it to put you out all the way. I thought that's it was like what a he was, Twilight That's what thing. he was getting. That, that's how he slept. Well, if you that give enough of it, you definitely would yeah, knock you out. Yeah, you go night-night. Night-night. 
Well, that's what he was doing. He was putting him to sleep. But he wasn't. I said an induction agent. So, like, what I'm saying is I'm knocking you out, but I'm going to put a tube down your throat so you're hooked up to a machine breathing for you. Right. Because otherwise you stop breathing. Right. Amen. So, don't do drugs, kids. Tommy told a family member back in Indiana that Troy was concerned she might Google him and discover his past with the Utilidor Nazis. (laughs) Plus, and even though he had lied to her, Tommy told a close friend at the dispensary the date had been a lot of fun. So she was okay that she was catfished by this dude and that he wasn't Mac Miller. Maybe you're not like your anxiety would come down a whole bunch like, oh, you're just like me, really. You're not really a celebrity. Sean didn't buy it. I thought it was really weird, he said of the catfishing. But Tommy and Troy quickly became inseparable. They kept up a constant chat as Troy sent her snaps of huge wads of marijuana cash. Oh. <laughs> of bottles of Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon. Of Rolexes on his wrist, he took her to meals at Nobu and Mastro's, a Beverly Hills chop house with $60 steaks. Hell yeah. Sign me up. Wine and dining. $60 steaks? Yeah. I have a feeling that that's not all that that expensive in California. Oh, yeah. Now that you say that, yeah. I mean, that's a- Here it would be. That's a that's a Logan's steak. Yeah. (laughs) Or like going to Longhorn and getting- No, it's- I mean, that's good. One morning after a date, Tommy came into work at the dispensary and asked Sean if he had ever tried caviar before. Caviar. Have you ever tried caviar? Um, I don't know. You're the most I might diverse have. palate out of all of us, I would say. Mm-hmm. There was something Sean found strange about Troy Woody's face, though. Something he couldn't quite explain. It feels like that every day around you. Oh, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> and something, it was very unsettling about it. It was the way Troy covered his mouth and chin with his hand in every single picture he was in. So he's always like this, like. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, or he has a mask on. It's just the lower half of his face mask. And it's just so. I would too if I looked like him. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Or he's not identifiable. I mean, really? If you look like the, um, give me Seinfeld characters. Uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Nancy? No. I don't know. I don't know know any Seinfeld. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I know. Tall guy, short guy? Tall guy. Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. Yeah. Kramer. Tell me that that does not look like fucking Kramer. Oh, yeah. Especially the hair. Can't remember his name. Troy. Woody. (laughs) He's Woody. Troy. Yeah. So, but most pictures, he's trying to cover his face or he has his hands up or he has, I don't know. It's just weird. And I don't understand the point of it. But maybe Tommy liked being spoiled. Maybe she thought she could help him. Maybe she liked being with a man who was better, that she was better looking than because he would never leave her, which is not true. That doesn't, that's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. A few weeks after the two met, Tommy called in sick to work, which she had never done before. One day became two, then three, then four. She barely responded to Sean's texts and calls. As a boss, he was annoyed, but as a friend, he was worried. On her fourth day of missing work, a man whom Sean described as having a criminal connections came into the dispensary. What's up with Tommy? The man asked. Why is she asking me for a gun? Stunned, Sean asked for proof. Like, prove to me that she's asking this of you. The man turned over his phone with a text from Tommy. There's a hitman after me and my boyfriend. I need a gun that can't have a serial number on it. Apparently that's from her asking this random dude for a gun. So flashback time. Ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daniel didn't pick up on it. 
I'm looking. Sorry. Okay. I'm no. I'm going through these. I'm going through these pictures, and all of a sudden, I came across. I don't know what this has to do with anything, but a picture of a candy cane up someone's ass. Oh, I don't know. That has nothing to do with anything. I that I know of. How'd you find that? It's I or no, and then you click on Troy Woody Woody. Jr. So maybe he shoved a candy cane up his ass. He is in prison jail. Why is that what you'd want to sneak in? I don't know. (laughs) File it down. Be real sharp. A weapon. Okay. Maybe you savor it a little longer. Mm. <laughs> Can you imagine having a minty butthole? <laughs> Fresh. <laughs> TJ Woody was still a boy when he began his career as a criminal on the internet. He spent his formative years of his life immersed in an amoral, paranoid, upside-down world of like-minded young men for whom lies, crimes, and betrayal came as easy as keystrokes. I didn't write any of this. <laughs> if I did, maybe I would have gone farther in life. Troy Troy first met Eric Taylor on Xbox Live. This is the tall guy that he took with him to meet. I meet all sorts of interesting people on Xbox Live. I thought you weren't playing with anyone yet. Well, you don't no, have a I headset with, or anything. I play with myself all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> on Xbox Live in 2011, when he was 13 years old, the two moved their friendship to AIM. <laughs> AIM. <laughs> ASL. What does that stand for? Age, sex, location. Good job. Where Eric said Troy began to tell him about the credit card numbers he had stolen online from his from his home in Virginia. I can't not say it like that. Shortly, I had a um, a teacher in middle school, and a kid spelled it was an English teacher, and she spelled he spelled something on his thing. He spelled it Virginia, and she read it, and she like couldn't speak. She was laughing so hard, and then when she finally got it out. All the other kids in my eighth grade English class then lost it. Oh, that's great. That's funny. Yep. That's one that. of my fond, uh, fondest memories for Good. Me. That didn't set you up in School. life. I don't no, know. What one did. of my fondest is that this girl in my class was reading out loud and she pronounced the word parachute as paracahute. <laughs> <laughs> Do never jump out of a plane with a paracahute. So then, like, from then until the end of high school, we all just called her Paracute. Oh, don't let your kids did she uh, Did she embrace? Did she embrace it? Or I, think, it? I think eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you eventually just have it. A t-shirt <laughs> written on your binder. Paracute. <laughs> I got in trouble in sixth grade for reading the word jackass, but it was in the paper that we were reading. And she was like, you really said that out loud? And I was like. I yes, mean, I did. I just I read mean, it. <laughs> I'm just reading the paper. Don't give me this shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't be in trouble for that. It wasn't bleeped out. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Shortly thereafter, the boys were separately recruited by another older friend into the new hacking group called Utilidor Nazi <laughs> UG Nazis. He lived in the Bronx and his name was Mir Islam. Mir had immigrated with his family to the U.S. from Bangladesh as a child. According to a sentence memorandum written by his attorney, Mir developed bipolar disorder, chronic depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, and ADHD in his early adolescence. Man, laying that on a little thick, maybe. I don't know for sure. Um, And he found, okay, he found relief in his condition by immersing himself in online gaming, chatting, and other activities. It is a form of escapism, online game stuff or just playing games in general 
He dropped out of high school and began spending 15 to 18 hours a day online without interruption or parental supervision. You have to know what your kids are doing. Yep. And our house is not, you can't get away from anybody. It's true. Or she, you, you know, yeah, you it's can't, like, where are you going to hide? You can't not be. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I know what you're doing. Just like at some point, we're going to have to wait for her to not be home so we can do the dirty. Oh, great. Great. Because, <laughs> you know, we get into it and you hear the, the headboard slamming. We don't have a headboard. Oh, it's just your head then. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know. I reach up and knock on the wall. <laughs> to make it sound like a headboard. <laughs> Oi! Oi! <laughs> Me love you long time. <laughs> And then I leave $10 afterwards. No, it's more than, I expect more than $10. Huh? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Around this time, Mir started Yuji Nazi with the intention, he said, of protesting aggressive anti-piracy and cybersecurity legislation, a common refrain among, among internet bullies at the time. But mainly, they were gods. Jesus? Huh? Jesus? Jesus? Mir was Josh the God, Eric was Cosmo the God, and Troy was Osama the God. So we should start calling Jesus Jesus the, the God. God, which is odd. Ray. Ray. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, Ray. If someone asks you, are you a God? You say yes. <laughs> I'll see if I can find that. Scorzer. I thought Goza was a man. It's whatever it wants to be. Well, whatever it is, it's got to get by us. Right. Go get her, Ray. Go to the Gozarian. Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Are you a god? No. Then... ask you if you're a god you say yes all right this chick is toast from ghostbusters they and other yuji nazi members became masters of social engineering the practice of using publicly available information to lie to customer service people in an effort to fraudulently gain access to user accounts Yuji Nazi had a lot of hangers honors, but Troy was part of the main cast. As Osama the God, he s- took sole credit for taking down the Papa John's website after the company he wrote in a tweet from the main Yuji Nazi Twitter account took two hours too long to deliver his food. So he s- shut down their website. But he was <laughs> bold as a hacker. He was quiet and fumbling in chat groups. Mir seemed to be able to manipulate him. When Troy once told Mir that his parents wanted him to log off from the IRC server, 
Mir called the Woody residence repeatedly until Troy signed back on. So he just harassed family until his friend came back online. In June 2012, Mir Islam was arrested outside of Dunkin' Donuts. Classic. Man, someone outside of the state of Massachusetts being arrested at a Dunkin' Donuts. At Dunkin'. You can't even go to Dunkin' anymore. <laughs> that was a... We watched a documentary. About heroin, wasn't about, it? Yeah, the heroin were... epidemic. I can't remember what town in Massachusetts, but. But you had to get online. They were bad mouthing, like, Duncan so much. Or, like, that's where they went to do all their drugs. Yeah, I mean, literally the whole, like, half of the movie takes, or half of the documentary takes place inside of Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy's even using his Dunkin' Donuts rewards card to cut his heroin yep, at one yeah, point. Yeah, something. Good lord. Yep. But this was in Manhattan. Running Dunkin's good name through the, <sighs> the, the trash. After accepting what he believed were stolen credit cards from an undercover FBI agent, there was no code of silence in UG Nazi, however. Quite the opposite. The bus triggered a chain of accusations among its members that continues. For Troy and Eric, the operation was a close call. Eric, then 15, was sentenced in juvenile court to six years probation. The problem was he couldn't stop committing crimes. While out on bail for the 2012 arrest, Mir, with the help of other hackers, paid for the personal identifying information of dozens of celebrities and public officials, then published it. I think this is called doxing, yeah. He doxed Joe Biden, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Kim Kardashian. He sent SWAT teams to the home of cybersecurity reporter Brian Krebs, NRA President Wayne LePierre, it's French, and several others. He falsely reported an active shooter at the University of Arizona because he was cyberstalking a woman who was a student there. She probably told him no, and he can't, men like him, they can't handle rejection. Yep. But that's what you're saying, the swatting thing, calling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The law enforcement response cost the state $40,000. Muir spent most of 2013 to 2017 in federal facilities. In 2016, he wrote a letter to his sentencing judge in the Southern District of New York, explaining that he had completed a re-entry program and he had seen the light. I had used the knowledge and skills that I had for wrong things. Now I must use them for all the right I can do. I would like to create a new project similar to PayPal so I can help the members of my society to stop getting ripped off. By me. By me. <laughs> In 2017, in the Southern District, Amir argued that he had violated his supervised release only because a government-issued psychologist changed his medication. He told the court he was taking Depakote to treat his bipolar disorder and seizures. Wellbutin, well, Butrin, I should be able to pronounce that one as I do take it. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Same. <laughs> yeah. Did you like, do you like it so Yeah, long? I don't need to sleep as much. It's great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Wellbutrin and Effexor, the antidepressant. Adderall prescribed for atten attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and gabapentin as an anticonvulsant. Yeah, damn, that's a lot. In 2018, D.C. District Court, he told a judge that during the, his time in prison, technology had passed him by, rendering him benign. I can't even hack my own Facebook page, he said. I am physically harmless, and now I am, well, virtually and cyber harmless. <laughs> a 13-year-old playing World of Warcraft is more dangerous than me online. He also accused Eric and Troy and of the judgment. What the fuck is World of Warcraft? <laughs> he also accused Eric and Troy of attempting to set him up multiple times and planting evidence on him. According to Eric, Mir had convinced Troy to move in with him in New York. The men were living in a penthouse in the Hyatt at Times Square, allegedly paid for with stolen Hyatt gift cards. 
The men's, yeah, the men's plan, according to Eric, was to sell counterfeit Kylie Jenner makeup online at a markup. There is a big scam with fake makeup, wow. and they put a bunch of chemicals and shit in it. Yeah, just yeah. yeah, you can't. You got to be careful buying shit like that. Like rat poop and stuff like that goes in it. It's bad. I read an article once. Why would you buy? It might have been a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> Never mind. During the weeks at the Hyatt, Mir grew obsessed with a woman in their hacking circle. In January 2017, Muir traveled to Maryland to see her, one of many ways he violated the terms of his release. He later told the court that he did it for love. She wanted nothing the fuck to do with me, so I stalked her. And it doesn't matter how she feels, it only matters how I feel. Hang on a second. That, That reminds me of a song... But I won't do you, that. That's right. <laughs> or you could have also played the every move you make. Yeah. Every breath you take. I'll be watching I'll you. I'll be watching you. Which is actually about the government stalking you. Yeah. What? I think I've heard Mind that before. Blown. You remember watching that? We watched uh, the first guy, Meatloaf. Yeah. You remember watching the documentary about Meatloaf? I do like Meatloaf. I love Meatloaf. Okay. According to court documents, Muir left the woman threatening voice messages in which he claimed he would frame her for a crime at her university or put child porn on her father's computer. Yes, this is all for love, though. He would attribute his criminal behavior to a separate personality who he called Mr. Islam, who he talks to at night. Good conversation. Oh, wow. I was like, that's just your ego, bitch. Still, he ended up back in prison. One of the conditions of Mir's release had been to report all of his internet-connected devices to his parole officer. He had failed to report how many devices? Three. Sixteen. Twenty-one devices. How do you even have that many? (laughs) doodles In January 2018, Mir wrote to the Southern District again asking for bail. The defendant is not a flight risk, he wrote. The defendant is definitely not violent. Soup's for sure not violent. Soup's for sure, man. The district court denied the motion, so he finished out his sentence, and on May 18th, 2018, Mir Islam was a free man. That summer, TJ slash Troy Woody arrived in Las Vegas with big plans. Big plans. It's going to be great. It's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) No longer the junior partner in an anonymous hacking collective. While Mir was in prison, Troy had recast himself as an influencer. That's my next career, by the way. Mm, Same. He had almost 200,000 followers on Instagram. He described himself as an early crypto investor. He suddenly had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoin. It wasn't quite clear how he had so much money in a digital wallet he would show on his phone to people he wanted to impress. No one knew Troy actually believed he had had come by it legitimately. So everyone's like, yeah, you shouldn't have that money. But the money seemed real enough. Troy had come to Las Vegas to meet a friend he knew from the internet who promised him connections with clout. That's why I met Daniel. He promised me connections with clout. Cool. People who might be... Yes, I had a case of the clout. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she didn't realize. Gross. People who might be interested in investing in an initial coin offering, an ICO. 
which is a fundraising mechanism in which a new new project sell their underlying crypto tokens in exchange for Bitcoin. I had to look that up. So I think it's like similar like shares in a company. That's how I understood it. Eric Taylor, who had reinvented himself as a fashion model and cybersecurity researcher, also drove from Hollywood to meet him. But according to a source, no one could stay focused on business. There were late nights with drugs and Troy made promises of payments to potential business partners that he never came through with. So they were just dicking around. This source was suspicious of many of Troy's claims. The BMW and his Instagram stories belonged to a friend. The watches looked fake. He had an eyebrow-raising number of Instagram followers for someone who didn't seem to do much of anything. A social media audit conducted by BuzzFeed News showed only a small fraction of Troy's Instagram followers were real. They were fake. Super fake. Did he sit and... Man. Was it bots? Like someone, like a bunch of people's followers got dumped at one point because they were... Instagram was flushing out fake accounts. Yeah. And so now it's like, oh, I don't have as many followers. (laughs) (laughs) Real Everyone go follow us on Instagram. Who's your homicide? <laughs> so then we qu- have we can stop making fake accounts. Right. Yes. All the porn accounts. Huh? He got a request in the middle of recording the other day, like, come see hot nudes. Oh, I get those all yeah. the time. I thought it was you that got it. No, I think you got it. And then I got a text message, like a giant group text. Yeah, and I asked you to forward it to me. No. Yeah, you did, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like, they like, you don't know you have them because it. It weeds it out, you okay, know, and then you yeah. go in there and it's like, you have unread messages. No, no I don't want to read them titty messages. <laughs> in 2018, Troy and Eric left for California without an ICO to their name. Shortly thereafter, Troy met Tommy Masters, the girl, not a guy, and together they, the couple moved into Eric's apartment in Hollywood. Early in the morning of September 4th, 2018, Troy and Tommy told friends at the time a man broke into the apartment while they were there. According to three people who talked to the couple after the robbery, they said that the intruder held them at gunpoint while he stole Troy's watches, phone, and computer. He told Eric he was convinced that the assailant was after his crypto wallet, which was protected with an encrypted password. Without it, there was no way to access the money. Still, him and Tommy were terrified. Whoever it was might come back and demand the password. Troy filed a police report at 3 a.m. the morning of the robbery, but the incident was like very vague and they think that it was like a different address they gave than the one they were actually living in supposedly it was then that tommy wanted to buy a gun when sean de groff her boss from the dispensary found out he texted her saying he how worried he was she finally called him i told her she's not in taken this is not a movie this is not your life this is not who you are and not the lifestyle that you live and she told him in response that she had no choice but to help troy i need to help this guy get out of the country because he lost all of it. Sean remembers her saying, his phone, his wallet, his ID, his ID. He has no money, but he has access to hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's like, then you have money if you have access to it. He has theoretical dollars. Yeah. Internet money. Despite the couple decided to hit the road, they drove first to Ohio where they met Tommy's father for dinner. Then they headed on to Modoc, Indiana to stay for a few days with her mother Troy made a poor impression on the family. He was not her type at all. Tommy's young, younger brother, Mitchell Weber, wrote in an email, He was very rude to my sister during the visit. I didn't like it, and he was very quiet. There were darker signs than just Troy's aloofness. According to Mitchell, another sibling noticed bruising around Tommy's neck, but said that she begged them not to tell her parents about it. Tommy told the siblings the relationship was not as bad as it seemed. Next, the couple headed to Virginia, where they stayed with Troy's family. 
Tommy told her father that they were there to get passports. She had started to tell friends and family they were going to the Philippines for a vacation. You've never been to the Philippines, have you? Not yet. Not yet. As it turned out, Mir Islam po- did pose a flight risk. That's, that's where she'll meet her husband. Maybe. And his last name will be Hung. What's his first name? Well. <laughs> yes. Only two months after getting out of prison, he left the U.S. Mir slipped past immigration by claiming to be someone else. His younger brother, who is confusingly also named Mir Islam. The older brother well, and the younger brother and have now wait the a same second. name. George Foreman has like four kids named George Foreman. But that's naming your kid. Oh, that's weird, though. I don't like They're all named. It's not George Foreman, the first, second, third. No, it's George Foreman. George well, Foreman. Then how do they know George Foreman. Talking about? They have nicknames. Hmm. They go by their nicknames. But he was able to steal his younger brother's passport then and presented that Mir Islam's Bangladesh passport as his own. For some time, Mir had been trying to convince T.J. Woody to join him overseas, just as he had once convinced him to come to New York. In October, Tommy posted on Instagram story of her passport with the caption, It's that time, bitches. She then posted another story, a selfie standing over neon circles on the floor of what appears to be Abu Dhabi Airport. Down the rabbit hole I go, she wrote. But Manila was not Wonderland. The couple rented an Airbnb in her name on the 14th floor of the Avida Towers next to the highway in Mandaluyong, Mandaluyong, a bustling city in Metro Manila. After a few days of exploration, the thrill of travel wore off. According to her father, Tommy, who had never been out of the United States, said that she thought the Philippines was crowded and that trash was all over the place. She stopped venturing out of the area. She sent friends a stream of photos of the on-site pool. Now, Carla, will you like to answer that question? Are you what? going to the Philippines? <laughs> yeah, welcome to any major city. There's trash and people everywhere. <sighs> what we need is a good plague. Yeah, not like that. <laughs> that Dwight says that. Yeah, we need a new plague. Careful uh, what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She stopped venturing out of the area. Okay, a plethora of nearby malls. It was the only thing to do because she wasn't allowed to go over to Mir's apartment where Troy was spending most of his time. The two took an instant dislike to each other. She told her father that Mir expected her to be quiet and differential while he and Troy worked on their computers, and she would not comply. So Tommy spent long days alone, growing resentful that her boyfriend wouldn't explore the country with her and wondering what exactly he and Mir were doing. The two men were supposedly at work on a startup called Luxor, L-U-X-R, the company's outlines are vague. Mir had recruited a Los Angeles woman named June Kamori to help with the marketing. June described Luxor as a service that allowed users to purchase securities with cryptocurrency, but even by the anything-goes standards of crypto, it was not being run professionally. June was Eric Taylor's ex-girlfriend and described herself to BuzzFeed News as a, a UG Nazi fangirl and webcam stripper, she said on balloons filled with shaving cream. Really? I'm making that part up. <laughs> wonder how much she charged. Mm, I don't know. Whatever floats your boat, man. June and Mir referred to each other as boyfriend and girlfriend, but had never met in real life. There was a strange performative quality to it all. At one point, June posted to Twitter a meme boasting of the experience of dating Mir. It showed an expensive purse and a stack of $20 bills. I could probably do that. I could find an expensive purse with a stack of $20 bills. How expensive are we talking? I don't know. I don't know. I think our idea of expensive might oh, be different true. than real expensive. Yeah, that's true. Tommy began to express reservations to her family and friends. According to Mitchell Weber, Tommy told them that Troy and Mir had laundered Bitcoin and sold drugs and asked her not to tell anyone about it. He didn't have any more details about the scheme. 
What exactly Tommy and Mir spent their time doing is unclear, but telegram messages, which I don't telegram, I don't know what that is, from Mir to June provide some hints. In one set of photo messages, Troy is sleeping under a blanket with his arms wrapped around a woman June described as a Filipino massage girl. Yep. Hmm. I got me one of those. Yep. On call. Standby. Troy and Mir may have spent some time working on Luxor, but they had gone to the Philippines, June says, to party. Even as he neglected his girlfriend, Troy was exerting a sinister control over her life. Friends back home started to suspect he was manipulating her social media accounts. One morning back in California, Sean DeGroff woke up to several strange messages from Tommy, including a photograph of her and Troy kissing in a bathroom, something she would never send him in a million years because it's your boss and that's weird. Other friends received far more explicit pictures. Sean sent Tony a message. There was no response. The morning of November 3rd, Sean awoke to another message from Tommy. This one read, I wish I had listened to you. I wish I was home. I want to be home. Please don't respond to this. So she's having problems and is a, in a faraway country. Alarm, Sean messaged another friend of hers from the dispensary who was also in touch with, uh, with Tommy. I'm going to buy her a plane ticket back right now, the friend wrote back. I don't trust them. She needs to leave, but I can't tell her what to do. A few hours later, Sean heard back from the friend who had talked to Tommy. She's staying, the friend wrote. I talked to her. She's fine. She's staying and she's happy about it. It's like, mm. But the fighting didn't stop. In the middle of December, Tommy called her father to ask for money. She and Troy had been in a terrible argument, she said, and she had shattered his laptop. And now he can't do his podcast anymore. I'm just kidding. Not that part. But the laptop part. Oh. Now she needed to buy him a new one. This guy who makes all this fucking money, and but she has to replace, like... His laptop. Now she needed to buy him a new one. He told his daughter that if they were fighting so badly, she had to come home. She told him she would, and once she left, she was, wasn't going back. She wanted to return to her life. For Mir, the couple's explosive fights were a source of entertainment. You're watching your, your best friend and his girlfriend fight. TJ's life is television for me, he wrote in a message to June. LOL, Tommy broke TJ's laptop. So TJ told his mom he was going to get rid of Tommy. Tommy called her dad and had him send 800 bucks to TJ to buy a new laptop. LOL. It, text <laughs> messages sound so stupid when yep. someone else reads them out loud. Mm -hmm. An image of a laptop broken in half followed. Around the same time, Tommy canceled her plans to return to the U.S. for the holidays. Worried her friends from the dispensary told Tommy that she would visit for her birthday on January 11th. Early in the morning of December 21st, when it would have been nighttime in Manila, Sean Masters received a text message from his daughter. He had called the night before because he wanted to know when she was coming home. No one had picked up. The message was strange and punctuated in a way he had never seen from his daughter before. You know how I know how you guys talk yeah. in text messages? Hi, Dad, it read. I am, period. Sorry I was out walking around the mall, period. I am alive still, period. How are you? Question mark. I love you. I am alive still? Mm-hmm. What? What? I'm like, I don't know. But it was all lowercase too. Like, I, especially talking to dad in these periods. No, he has to commas, use full sentences, capital letters when appropriate. Uh -huh. Not me. I just send him whatever. If we're trying to figure stuff out, man. I do ha 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 a lot. Yeah. I put L. I think yeah, I put she Ella. responds with LOL. Like, like that's it's kind of a backhanded like LOL. That's how we talk to each other, I think. We send LOL a lot. Okay, well, I send her existence. a picture and she just says, LOL. Like, what do we want? A paragraph? Like, be my friend. Ah! 
There was no blood on Tommy Masters' body when police pulled it out of the river. There were no wounds. There were no obvious signs of harm, according to an autopsy. She had died of asphyxiation, suffocated possibly by plastic or a pillow, local authorities said. Representatives from the U.S. Embassy visited Mir and Troy on December 26th. An FBI agent saw them in detention before they were transferred to another jail. The case is serious enough that neither man will be deported. Both will stand trial in the Philippines, according to the chief of police. They're charged with murder, a crime that carries a minimum sentence of 20 years and a maximum of life. So I don't know if Philippines have the death penalty or not. Here are the facts. CCTV footage showed both men loading the box with Tommy's body inside into a taxi. When he was detained, Troy was covered in scratches on his hands, on his forearms, and on his stomach. Each man told police childishly far-fetched stories. Troy, that the box contained his girlfriend's body, had shown up outside his apartment magically, and he helped dispose of it without asking what it was inside, and Mir, that he had simply waited outside his friend's apartment for two and a half hours while Troy wrapped up the body, which he also claimed not to know was in the box. I don't know what a body feels like. The absence of strangulation marks on Tommy's neck may contradict Mir's story about Troy choking her to death during sex. It's like, that's not what happened. But the lack of directly incriminating physical evidence combined with the men's steadfast adherence to their mutual incriminating stories opened up just enough space for the fog of lies and doubt to seep in. So they're just accusing each other. And if you can't prove one or both, then it becomes like a real big gray area. Sean Masters told the Daily Mail that Mir had come up from behind his daughter with a plastic bag while she was struggling with Troy which would explain the scratches. But he told BuzzFeed News he was just supposing. Like, he can't know that. He wasn't, you know, wasn't there. Eric Taylor told BuzzFeed News he thought there was no way Troy could have killed Tommy on his own. He must have been manipulated into it by Mir, who had been pulling Troy's string since he was in puberty. Mitchell, Tommy's younger brother, was sure that Troy and Mir had plotted to kill his sister because she demanded to return to the U.S., and she knew too much about their drug and money laundering. That's as simple. She just knew too much. And it's like, and you want to go home and you're going to rat us out. Mm-hmm. June Kamori, meanwhile, was positive Mir hadn't done anything wrong. Her boyfriend, whom she has never met in person, was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. That's my favorite excuse. Joshi would never kill anyone, she wrote to BuzzFeed News, using Mir's assumed hacking name, Josh the God. He was always very kind to me, and I'd never be able to see him doing that. Recently, June said she received a series of telegram messages from Mir's younger brother, also called Mir. They were screenshots of messages between Troy and Mir on December 22nd. The young Mir Islam explained that he had his brother's login information and had access to exculpatory details. June shared them with BuzzFeed. Please come, bro, Troy wrote. Dropping everything. Come, please, PLS. Very fast. Mir told Troy that he got in a cab, but there was in, they were in traffic. They exchanged several 30-second phone calls. You really going to be here in 12 minutes, bro? Troy wrote in the screenshot. My arms are cut bad. I don't want to get arrested. LOL. Looking all scratched up. At first glance, the messages seemed to lend credence to the idea that Troy had killed Tommy in a fight and that Mir had come only after. But also, they contradicted Mir's story about helping Troy move. In an interview with BuzzFeed News from the Mandalay Young <laughs> County Jail. <laughs> <laughs> Mir seemed extremely eager for authorities and reporters to look at his phone. The proof that he was coming to help his friend move was in the search history. I don't know what that means. Like you're searching how to how to move, move my friend, my friend. Which I bet there is searchers for that. Both of them, but especially Mir, seemed capable of creating a trail of fake digital behavior, such as the strange text received by Sean Masters the night of the twenty first. If they were already controlling Tommy's phone that night, it's possible she was already dead 
casting further doubt on the reliability of the text. So they're saying he faked a, a paper trail digitally because he was able to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Indeed, there seemed to be no limit on Muir's ability to manipulate. While both were locked up in jail, they received frequent visitors from a pair of women in their late teens or early 20s. Police openly speculate, speculate they were domestic help, quote unquote, which I think means sex worker. Domestic help. I was like, wait a minute. I have to do domestic shit all the time. I ain't getting paid for it. <laughs> that, depends, that depends on your definition of getting paid. And in my mind, I still pay it every time. <laughs> on January 7th, a woman with a Telegram account called Jillian sent several messages to June. One was a picture of Mir through prison bar sitting cross-legged on the floor, smiling. Oh, boy. The other was a letter. He told me to send this, Jillian wrote. June, this is Josh. TJ has a lawyer already. I need you now, June. You want me to come back to USA? Well, I need to beat this case where then I can be deported. If you don't get me a lawyer, I do not know what will happen, June. I am counting on you. I know you truly love. I need you now more than ever. Josh. Send pics of Bob's and Vagine. <laughs> Send news. Thanks so much. <laughs> Bob's and Vagine. <laughs> Mir Islam was coordinating his defense from behind bars between two different girlfriends, one of whom he had never met before. They say that several times. <laughs> and the other was the mother of his rival's child. So I don't know if it was Eric's baby mama. Mir and Troy existed purely in the world of lies and manufactured reality where nothing is as it seems. Yet underneath the shroud of deceit rests Tommy Masters, whose ashes sat in Manila for weeks after her death. The U.S. Embassy explained to Sean Masters that the government shutdown caused a six-week delay in bringing his daughter home. And so, without her remains, there were two memorials for Tommy. One was at the restaurant in Indiana. The other was outside the American Original Collective Dispensary in California, where 150 people gathered on December 30th. Many were patients, people whose agonizing lives Tommy had made more tolerable. She needed love, Sean said. She wanted love. She gave out love unconditionally and got so little in return. Here's the update. August 2019. So a couple months ago. In a surreal court appearance, Troy Woody and Mir Islam, the two American hackers, were identified by a witness as having dumped a box in the river. The pair who showed up for their murder trial in Manila with no attorneys present. Like, we just won't get attorneys and see if we can just keep pushing this thing back unsuccessfully attempted to have their trial delayed and were instead appointed representatives by the presiding judge. BuzzFeed News spoke to Troy and Muir, who were clad in yellow prison shirts and flip-flops as they sat outside the courthouse awaiting their trial. During the interview, the pair changed their story yet again from their previous account of Tony's death. Muir claimed that she left for a resort area south of Manila the morning before she was found dead. So, like, she left, I don't know how, like, between the time she left for a resort and then showed up dead in that nasty river, I don't know how that happened. When BuzzFeed News asked Troy when he last saw Tommy, he struggled to answer before saying, I don't know. Great. Yeah, yeah. he's like, sure. Mir attributed the change in explanation to bad advice from their previous attorneys. Attorneys are bad. They told us the wrong thing to say. Mir, who claimed to have studied law in the U.S., Bad attorneys. Bad. The two were previously appointed a public attorney who quit, and talks in the court implied the pair were difficult to work with. Judge Rizalina Capco Amali, that's a big name, asked the accused for their legal representatives. Muir responded by asking for more time to look for a lawyer. So they're just going kind of like, I, my lawyer quit because I'm an asshole, so now I want you to be inconvenienced by me being an asshole so that I can find another lawyer that I can manipulate better. And she said, you are delaying the disposition of this court. 
The judge told the pair over Mir's objection. As the proceedings wrapped up, the judge set the next trial date for October. Islam, in turn, asked if they could postpone until November, which she declined. It's just like a child asking, like, but, okay, maybe not postpone that long, but maybe one more month than what you said, please. <laughs> and they're like, grow the fuck up. No. <laughs> Be cordial to your lawyers. You do not have knowledge in Philippine law, she told both defendants. And obviously, October has passed, and there was no trial update yet. So we'll oh. have to update whenever that happens. Wow, you picked a case oh, no, that wait wasn't a second. solved? These guys could get out and come back and listen to this. Out of the Philippine jail where they very clearly murdered You're the one that made fun of the way you looked. Yeah. I did no such thing. <laughs> we'll have to sell Carla off to him. They're to not getting slave. out of the Philippines. Sell? <laughs> sell? Donate, spend- whatever. They will-, <laughs> they will be there for at least 20 years, just so you know. Okay. Okay. So whenever they say what the verdict was or if there's any trial updates. It could be a long time. I know. Well, actually, it feels like it's moving much faster. They killed her in December 2018, and they're already like, we're going to trial. And it hasn't even been a year. In the U.S., it'd be at least two, if not four years before you go to trial. So it's moving pretty quickly over there. Like, they're not fucking around. They like it. They like it. They're like, move it. Move it or lose it. The update before this one was February. So we'll see. I have a feeling they'll be convicted. But who am I? There still has to be a trial. Yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. No, he's definitely guilty. <laughs> they're such a fucking douchebag. In my mind, when I was reading the story, I'm like, well, 19, you're young. And mm, they're like 24. Yeah. They're 20. I was like, no, you're an adult. You know better by Your then. Your brain yeah. is like grown in almost all the way. Almost. Nope, Not all nope. the way. Almost. Nope. They said, remember on men, they changed it. To like 30? 40. Bullshit. Yes. I don't believe that. So what excuses can I get away with because I'm not 40 yet? No, men. 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 Oh, well, okay, yeah. Men. Men. So none. None. I can't get away with anything. No. That's a good enough reason for me to wait. Till you're 40? Yeah. Or no, you just have to find someone who is 40. No. Okay. <laughs> you find someone that makes a lot of money that's 20 years older than you because men die sooner. What's that picture? It's like this big fluffy gown. It's like the gown I'm going to be wearing when the police come to tell me my wealthy husband has died mysteriously. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big fluffy robe. (laughs) Come in, officers. Yes. And we're like, oh, I've got the vapors. (laughs) All right. That's all I have. I don't know if we'll have an episode next week. Actually, we might have something that I did collaboration wise with Cold Case Chronicles, Infamous Indie, and myself and 3C Podcast. Okay. Yes. All right. That'll be- Carla, you got to go work. <laughs> I got work tomorrow. Okay. Children. Oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and for honest to goodness, stay, stay out, out of the, the corn. corn. I was getting a picture of him being snuck over there. Ah, he's going to lick his butthole. <laughs> save, save me. Save me. Boris, don't do that. Oh, yeah. Hmm. He said, fuck you. <laughs>